0: If you're hearing this, then maybe it's not too late. Right now, you're dead. I'm dead. But then, in your time, we can change things and live. We can survive the fear agents. The timeline is becoming fluid, the more I transmit this back to you. I remember the fire with such terrifying clarity, but after that, I still can't remember what happened after the social services people wrapped me in that blanket. I can still recall the soft ammonia smell of that thing, and thanking whatever higher power that the blanket didn't smell like other people. I wanted to hope and pray and truly believe that no one else had ever gone through something like this before. That childlike naivete would be stripped from me soon enough and I'd see the world for what it really was, a hard place with cruel edges just waiting in the shadows to cut and bleed you. Don't get me wrong, I want to save the world, but if I can make it a better place in the process, I'm all for it. After the fire, after the empty promises from human authorities that would mean nothing to me in the months to come, who found me? Who came to me to change my life forever? I want to think it was Polar, leader of the Resistance, The man leading the secret charge against fear the post-human elimination and reclamation government program that hunted down caged and killed post humans post humans was the name their scientists gave us people with extraordinary abilities which started appearing in the late 1980s polar had rescued a small group of freedom fighters fighting a war on two fronts polar scrap and gen black held the line against a world that wanted them destroyed and waged a stalwart defense against other post-humans who wanted to take over and reshape the world in their own images of blood, violence, and supremacy. Polar didn't know he was living on borrowed time, but he made the most of it giving others like me hope and a home in the bunker, an underground base in the Utah desert region outside of Fillmore. But the more I try to sift through the hazy recollections, it could have been chaos that spirited me away the night I was covered in ash and tears, Chaos was the one post-human in the world that was powerful enough to back up his claims of superiority and domination. His abilities of complete personal molecular control meant he was strong, fast, dense and sharp, or intangible like a ghost. He was invincible except facing the one person he never expected to hurt him, me. After he killed two of Polar's teammates, I remember fighting him. I remember winning, but I don't know if it was part of Polar's team or my own. I don't remember if I continued to fight with the Resistance or withdrew to watch what the world would become once the threat of chaos was gone. Or did I run away, down those starless and abysmal streets to make my own way? What would one of the most powerful post-humans, with the ability to adapt to any threat, turn into living on isolation, bitterness, and misanthropic apathy? He would fight against fate and hate anything that proved he deserved better. However, there is a distant reminiscence of a military installation where scientists and generals observed me and gave me a new name and pushed my adaptation powers to new heights and frightening boundaries. That name, the one they gave me that never truly belonged to me, it's on the tip of my tongue, teasing me like a flirtatious dream, flitting spitefully from my mind's reach upon daybreak. Or did fear find me? Did their scanners and satellites and secreted agents posing as CEOs and housewives, tracked me down? Did they find me, pay off some susceptible first responders, and decide to fight the proverbial fire with fire? Did they decide that a once-in-a-lifetime post-human would end the lifetime of all post-humans? Did I become an unwitting ultimate weapon? Or are all of these questions hypothetical? If you like what you're hearing, follow us on Fear Agents on Facebook, at Fear Agents on Instagram and through our website at bacnpodcast.com. Resist the fear.